And welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. My name is Dwayne, and today we finally have another episode of the Box Office Report Show. This is the show where we talk all things the box office. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Missing in Action, Larry Chilly Boy. Chilson, hello. Hey, we're back. Look, it's my day of returns. <laughs> I got that damn Loki that damn reaction Loki. up I after said a, a month. <laughs> <laughs> I got I that Loki reaction posted. We back on the box office today. <laughs> it's my day of returns. <laughs> Larry is so unserious, man. <laughs> Talking about, <laughs> he said, y'all still got to record the finale. Woo! <laughs> I still ain't watched that finale. Oh this my is, god, this is ridiculous! I'm telling you, it's the end of the year. Like hustle, it's, man. it's, it's so a lot. Much. It is a lot going on. But got a I mean, stack of screeners damn. and email. I have a whole folder that I just labeled screeners, and I just be dumping them emails into the. My boy Alex talking about send me what you. I'm like, Alex, it's like 50 <laughs> movies up in here, man. You gotta be specific. Said, Give me a pick at least. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, there's like. It's a hundred. It's like a. There's like fifty oh movies that I gotta gosh. get through, man. It's crazy. It's too much catching up for any kind of list for awards. It's it's a lot right now. I absolutely cannot, and <laughs> I just I, I I absolutely cannot. Listen, it's just too much. Um, Dwayne is splitting up Killers of the Flower Moon into the mini series, and I you look. I'm not mad. Listen, at least I'm watching it. I guess, I'm man. Not mad. I waited this long. That movie is way too long to watch in theaters. I know it sounds bad, but it's like, guys, I cannot sit in one place for three and a half hours. Like, I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I love movies. I love it to death. But it's like, I love steak, but I don't need to, like, eat steak for, like, I don't know. It's probably a bad analogy. I don't need to eat steak for an hour, for, like, three hours. Okay? I love movies to death. They saved my life. I cannot sit in a theater pent up in one seat. For three and I don't know how y'all did it, Larry. You saw it twice. Sheesh! I, <laughs> I I can't even fathom. I so I paused. I paused. I got Apple sent me the screener, you know, for voting. So I paused around the three around around uh, an hour and forty minutes, and then I had to get up and do some chores. So I'll probably finish it most likely tomorrow at work. Maybe tomorrow and Tuesday. Because <laughs> it's like a three day, a three day venture, <laughs> three day event <laughs> with this damn movie, but it's good so far. But man, these movie, his movies are just they. He's just, I think he's just trying to out, you know, outdo himself. Yeah, and I fully him expect and, the I next think one. Him and James Cameron, right? Specifically, those two just be like one up in another one. So next year, Avatar three, it's James gonna be Cameron like four. is gonna be like. Three, three forty-five, and, and then mm-hmm. the next Scorsese will be four, four and four a half hours. <laughs> and man, film Twitter, go, um, film Twitter, going eat it up, talking about. <sighs> I can't do that. I don't know, man. God it's, bless y'all. I can't do that. It's a lot. It's a lot. I can't. Yeah, I, I told. And it's and we tell people it's hard, y'all. Like, there's a difference. I'm sorry, you hear it time and again. There's a difference between watching Avatar: Way of Water for three hours, over three hours. And watching a movie about systemic genocide against the people, like sitting there and watching, <laughs> even yeah, I ate, I ate Avatar happening. up. 
for mm-hmm. three and a half hours and just being angry and depressed for three mm-hmm. and a half hours is like, oh my, it's a different story than something like Avatar or Marvel mm-hmm. or something like this. It's just different. I'm sorry. It just And is. listen, and I get it. I It's all about the movie, I feel like. I I watched Endgame like seven times. I watched Avatar twice. Babylon, I didn't watch it in a the theater, but Babylon, to me, I actually watched Babylon in one sitting, you know, because like that kind of flew by. And God bless Hannah. I love her death. This movie does not fly by. Maybe for <laughs> Hannah. <laughs> Maybe for Hannah it does because <laughs> she loves Scorsese. God bless her. But like, even Oppenheimer, I saw Oppenheimer twice in theaters and that movie flies by quicker than this movie is long and it is painful. And it's like depressing and it's long. And people just a lot a lot of times people are just sitting around just looking at each other. And uh yeah, it's a lot. I can't do it. God bless y'all who do it, but uh I, I, I can't do it. But this has been so much, uh there's just been so much stuff to catch up on. I watched Sanctuary today. Did you see that? I loved it. Uh Sanctuary, yes. I, I loved it. Sanctuary. I don't know why. I loved it though. And um my uh, my favorite. Wayne loves a toxic relationship. No cap. I mean, I was I was enthralled. <laughs> <laughs> I was very much enthralled. I kind of had a feeling how it was gonna end, and it end how it did. And I was like, I'm I'm with it. I like Ooh. these two. You know, this cat. Man. Oh, that sounded like a straight up baby. <laughs> that's the cat. I was like, wait, is there a baby? That's the cat. No, that's the cat that be sounding like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's about to go off right now, too. She wasn't about that killers of the flower moonlight either. She's like, yo, no, turn yeah, off she's... this. This is too long. Turn it off. Come back to me. I need some yeah, attention. A lot of times when I'm sitting on the couch for a long time, she'll just like start, you know, vying for attention. So I was like, I'm watching this movie, and she kept running back and forth. And yeah, man, I don't know. Uh let's get into this box office. Our last show was the Marvels. So I feel like we have a lot to catch up on. You know, everybody, it's that time of the year. Larry and I still have to do our biggest wins and losers show, but we'll do that closer to the end of the year uh, after we do, like, you know, the top 10 shows and stuff on the pod. But I feel like we should just start from, I mean, well, what do you, how do you want to do this? You want to just go from the Marvels weekend and just kind of. When did the Marvels even open? November 12th. <laughs> After that, we had the release of Hunger Games and Thanksgiving and stuff like that. And trolls band together. Uh, this Hunger Games number, uh, forty when it did 44 million its weekend. Would you impressed with that? I was a little disappointed in that number. Uh, I mean, it was kind of what they were saying, so I wasn't like shook by any means, because they they were predicting it, what, even in the 30s at some point. I was like, oh, damn, they predicted almost down to 20 mil. Um, but it opened all right. I've actually, I guess we'll talk about it when we get to this weekend, though. I have been really impressed with the Hunger Games since that opening. Oh, weekend, since though, for so. sure, for sure, yeah. I mean, it's been killing it since mm-hmm. then. But yeah, I mean, it was a Solid enough opening, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then uh, another impressive. Well, we have to actually talk about since we're we're, we're enemy, we're we're right in there. 
but we have to talk about the absolute disappointments of both the Marvels and Wish. And oh, uh, yeah. Disney is just in absolute shambles. Wish absolute oh, came shambles. in under pretty much every single prediction and hope. Yeah. Yeah. 31 million five-day opening. Better than Strange World, but that's not saying anything for Disney. They used mm-hmm. to own this Thanksgiving holiday. like, mm-hmm. And this... Oof, not it. The Marvels, we tried to tell y'all, people were hopeful. They were like, it's going to have legs. It hasn't had a leg to stand on. Them legs got chopped off. Like, Yeah, we said it. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know, we but we did say it. People were like, oh, because like when, when it happened, a lot of people were like, oh, we well, think about, you know, the comeback the Elemental did. I'm like, ah, I don't know, guys. It's it's a little, it's, it's, it's a little hard to ask for the Marvels to like, just have this resurgence too because it's not it's not overly beloved you know it's not an overly beloved film it has like a niche it has like a niche audience like you know like me you you know and that does not you're right that doesn't accumulate with box office so yeah they don't even they're not even reporting the numbers anymore for the marvels this is that absolute bomb of a film for them like their lowest uh mcu like their lowest mcu box office total ever i believe it was um and i think this means we don't see these people these uh these um this trio for a long time that's how, that's how they do it that's usually how they do it yeah it's already out of you the know, top 10 y'all this yeah. weekend it's not even in the entire time yeah, because they're not even they're not reporting on it anymore they're done that is oh. crazy to me. That is um, I mean. That's what they say. That's that's what they that's what I saw. I see it right here though. For this <laughs> oh, weekend. Is they it? must have oh. reported it. They must have reported for this weekend at least. They said they were done. They were oh, where wow. is it at? Oh, it's uh, number, number number twelve. 12 a million. <laughs> oh man. Uh but we did Christ. see some things that look, y'all love this damn trolls franchise, don't you? Yeah, I don't know what the hell happened. There. I mean, Trolls, we'll talk about it again today because it's still in the top five. But it had a really solid opening of 30 million. It's opening week. Mm-hmm. It's had some strong legs. Thankfully for us, Thanksgiving opened really well Ooh! as well. Had a very nice little opening for Eli. And it had legs too. Oh, I was so happy. Mill opening and it's had legs ever since. Mm-hmm. So we've had some some good stuff. And then we'll talk about the, the newer ones that have really kind of like shook everything up. Because the last two weeks have been two really nice surprises. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's been a up and down box office. Some some really big disappointments, but some other movies that have really had the opportunity to kind of shine in that mm-hmm. void from the big mouse house. So let's. Uh, with that being said, I guess let's get right into this weekend. Uh, let's go into the number one. What came in number one? Yeah, so coming in at number one is the latest from Studio Ghibli, released from G-Kids. We have The Boy and the Heron, who, including the two-day previews from Monday and Wednesday, opened up to a $12.8 million opening. Add that to its already $84 million international cum, and so far, The Boy and the Heron is up to $97 million worldwide. 
wide. Miyazaki's return. Opening pretty good. That's actually the highest opening for an original anime in the States, beating out the previous record, which was only $6 million before. So a big win for anime and Ghibli here. Yeah, massive win. $10 million for the boys in the heron. Every time I checked the theater for the uh, the English the English dubbed version, it was always like the eyes in IMAX too. It was crowded. And um yeah, I was very IMAX surprised. Release. Yeah, I was very surprised by that. Um so yeah, just a great uh great opening for it. What was the what was the uh the budget? Did you mention that? No, I'm not actually because it's hard to budget. get budgets for like studio Ghibli, right? Yeah, it's it's not as accessible. Let's see if somebody has a budget summary. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm not really seeing it. So okay, but still, I but, think I think the yeah. ten million opening is really really solid. Really solid. Yeah, for a Ghibli film here in the states, ten million. It's already pretty much at a hundred million worldwide. I know it hasn't mm-hmm. opened uh, everywhere yet, but obviously Japan kind of is making up the big bucks for it currently, but. Yeah, um, and especially after the success of our number three film last week and again this week, it's really cool to see international films, Mm. Japanese right now specifically, but doing it at the box office here in America. Oh, I 100% agree. Yeah, and it's... um... It, it, it's nice to know there's not a barrier for these movies when it comes to American audiences and there, there is American audiences who want to see it. Um, and there's also Japanese audiences in America who want to see it too. So I'm really happy that the movie did well. Yeah. Weekend. And I think, you know, obviously Miyazaki returning and Ghibli, Ghibli is another one of those studios who has like a, pretty solid like a a very passionate fan base they like people love studio jubilee it's just not again it's it's foreign so you know people in the u.s don't go for it as much but it's really cool to see miyazaki return and kind of have you know his biggest opening and have this huge return for him as well and for Mm -hmm. the studio i think also for 2d animation we've really been trying to like get disney and studios to maybe give 2d animation a try again Mm -hmm. this is a big win for 2d too because it shows i mean this isn't a disney number but if disney tried it you know there's still an audience for that too yeah um, yeah, I agree, hundred percent. So I, um, I think it's just a great, just a great opening because it's very rare when these movies opening this well. And I think also what helped too was having a great cast do the English dubs. Yeah. You know, because I hate English dub movies. Like as yeah. far as like, um, foreign films with the dubs on him. Netflix. <laughs> oh my god! Like I have tried <laughs> so many times to watch Squid Game on the English dub. <laughs> And the English dub is just absolutely terrible. It's awful. Terrible. Oh my god! It's like it's so forced and and overdone. And so I'm glad they actually went out and sourced like a really good cast of uh, actors to try to do the English dub. And um, I'm really excited to see it. There's just way too much this weekend. I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah, so I'm actually that. excited too. I got they sent a screener for that, which I'm excited they did. Um, and I'm excited to rewatch it because when I saw it at the screening they did here in Denver, it was mm-hmm. obviously the Japanese version, so it was just subtitled. But mm-hmm. this is one of those movies where I'm like, you know what? I need to see that dubbed. <laughs> like I'm excited. I'm like, I need to watch it again because I need to watch that dubbed version too. Uh, plus, you know, we're in the full thick of all the critics awards. 
uh, animation is looking to shape up to be more of a battle than I think a lot of us thought. I think everybody kind of just assumed that Across the Spider-Verse had it in the bag. But uh, again, today, I think I only saw this movie winning the best animated feature on the like two or three critic awards that came out, I including LA. That. Yeah. Uh, it's looking close. So far, it has stacked up a lot of these early critic awards. So we know that a lot of times that doesn't necessarily translate into Oscars, the critics, but uh, it's making a splash early. And now with this box office success that it's had, I don't know. This this might be a nail biter in the animation category now. <laughs> yeah, I um I think it's a I I mean I I just because I want my Spider Verse to get them awards too, so they gotta chill. You know, Listen. they gotta chill now. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, number two, what do we got? Oh wow! I actually, sorry, we're just talking about animation. I just realized. Animation is three out of our top five right now. Um, that's crazy, is it too. Really? Hold the, oh, it is. It is. <laughs> that's, the, that's the first. That's yeah. wild. I didn't even realize that until we just started talking about it. But number two, we have The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which made another $9.4 million, only down 33% in its fourth weekend of release. That brings The Hunger Games prequel up to $135.6 million domestic and $258.3 million worldwide. Now, that's what I was talking about when we were mentioning the box office the opening right. for Hunger Games was solid. Like, it was okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It has been holding really yeah. well, though. I don't know if it's, like, word of mouth or it's just one of those, maybe because the lack of bigger movies out right now. But, hey, it's something. And I think uh, I think they're, at, right, right now, it ain't got 250. I think it's pretty solid for a nice little prequel of the Hunger yeah. Games franchise. So, yeah, I think it's probably a lot of things. It's very on brand with the kind of movie, the kind of time of year it is, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, yeah, I think it's pretty good so far, the amount of legs it's been having. Yeah, I'm just, I'm really impressed with this because it got okay. It got, everything was like okay for it. You know, like coming off of that initial weekend, I didn't right. think it was going to become, because right. it's kind of become like it's having its moment too, where, you know, TikTok is full of these little mm-hmm. fan cams of Rachel Zegler and her character of Old Boy that plays Snow. Like all mm-hmm. these characters are having these like little viral moments online. And it's getting a fan base from social media in that type of way, too. It's really appealing to to the young folks in that sense. And it's just trucking. So even though it was okay to critics, and it seemed like opening weekend audience also were like, it's okay. I don't know. It just keeps going and going at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really... Um... I'm 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 quite surprised too because I liked the movie, but I didn't expect it mm-hmm. to have this amount of legs coming out of it. And um, Ooh, but I, you know uh, who's been silent? Who? All me? them little incels on YouTube who rushed out yeah. for that opening weekend number to mm-hmm. post Rachel Zegler and how she's killing the movie. They've been silent mm-hmm. as it's been holding strong since that mm-hmm. opening weekend. <laughs> Well, <laughs> Rachel Zegler didn't kill this one, y'all. Y'all gonna have to try a different narrative this go round. Um, yeah, I think it's a. I think I. I. I'm just. I'm. I'm happy as someone who's a fan of her and a fan of the movie. I'm happy that it's doing well. No, so, do you um, think this means they're gonna try to get a sequel to this prequel? 
I now feel that they're like seeing that it's gaining a fandom. I, I, uh, I'm really not with like when the <laughs> author, like you know, when the author makes the books and then the studio just try to make the like sequel, you know, because I feel like if because I know there was a, there's a book for this one out, yes, but it's like if she's willing to do another book, maybe, but I. I think I think they they really want to go back to 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 old Katniss. They want to know? get J Law back on the line back somehow. <laughs> I think if they did like a Fantastic Beast thing where it's like the author can do uh I don't know write some of the screenplay and then you know let's bring J Law back. I think that, I think that's what they Ooh. want. <laughs> that's 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 what was everybody's thing coming out of this was like. Where's Katniss? <laughs> I mean, that's definitely what that that's definitely what was mine. Like I I like Lucy Gray, but I was like, oh, I'm missing Dwayne, my Katniss. Dwayne was tired of that thing. <laughs> Singing was not it for me, man. Well, Great yeah. Voice, I mean, but, yeah. and even the thing, I know it has a lower budget. It has like what a hundred mil, I think. So it was cheaper mm-hmm. than all of the Hunger Games movies. But even with this, like, it's having better drops than the final Hunger Games. But even Mockingjay Part 2, I mean, it's got a long way to go to even touch that. Mm-hmm. Like, Mockingjay Part 2 still opened over $100 million, had a $281 million domestic and $661 million worldwide. And that was a movie people also were like, eh, I don't know if I like this all that much, but, you know. So, uh, even though it's it's holding well, it's got a long way to go if it wants to be on par with the other Hunger Games movies. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a long way. That's why I'm like, I think I think that's what they would want first. <laughs> if anything, is like, hey, Jennifer. Uh, <laughs> we got this big old check over here for you. Can you come back? <laughs> seriously, though. So uh, I know I, like, you know, you had your fun. You did your little no hard feelings and this and that. And... You went and did X-Men. See how you didn't yeah. like that? You notice how you were dead in the eyes through that whole right. franchise? Come on back to the OG franchise you, you enjoyed playing. <laughs> You did your passengers, you know, let's, let's get on. <laughs> you got let's, your Oscars. Come on back, girl. Come on back. Let's, let's get back on this X-Men. I mean, this uh, this Hunger Games show. No, no more X-Men, girl. Stay Ooh. away from Mystique, man. Look, we well, love you, J-Law, but stay away from Mystique. Please, I agree. Uh, all right, number three, what do we got? Number three, the Japanese invasion continues. At number three, we have Godzilla minus one, which mm-hmm. held on at $8.3 million this weekend. A crazy 26.9% drop in its second week of release. That brings Godzilla minus one up to $25.3 million domestic and $51.9 million worldwide. And the funny thing is, we've all been saying $15 million budget. Did you see the director came out and said, I wish the budget was $15 million? Wait, yeah. So what was that so about? I guess it's not it's even that, $15 million? What? It's, low, it's lower than that? That is just, I mean, that's madness. Because already at 15 we were like, yo, if it's lower and he didn't even get 15 I can't Man. believe it. Like, I almost can't believe it. <laughs> Well, okay, so I did see a couple of people posting, you know, with when, when we were all going crazy about the budget. I saw people posting that, oh, you know, the budget over here is different. It might have, like, it probably actually cost $100 million or something around that range. 
But the point is, the the point is, is that the movie wasn't two hundred million dollars to make, and that's the point. Is that this year we have been riddled with these insane budgets that look absolutely ridiculous, and I think that's the issue here. It's like. You got this massive Godzilla movie. There's a set piece with somebody on a train, and it just looks incredible. And then I'm like, I got, I got like Fast X, and the Flash, and Shazam, Dial of Destiny, and Dial of Destiny, and all these ridiculous looking movies. The Quantum Mania, bloop, and it's like that is the point. It's like try i don't know <laughs> and that's, know? <laughs> that's what we say so often because even with the hunger games you know that was about 100 mil so mm-hmm. it's already a success you know so even though it's underperforming the other hunger games it's yeah, a success yeah. because they didn't go wild with that budget mm-hmm. and that's what we've said so many times this year whether it was dial of destiny or fast x whatever it's like if this budget mm-hmm. was just under control this wouldn't be a bad you know box office but since you decided to just i don't know what spend hundreds of millions of dollars mm-hmm. now you're a flop <laughs> and yeah. that's it so this i saw was like breaking it was number one several times throughout the week uh just like through the weekday numbers i think this is this is one of those cases that's really cool though because i really think this movie is how you do word of mouth because I know a lot of people weren't really like checking for Godzilla minus nope, one. Nope. Yep. And people just went online talking about how much they loved it, how great it was. And mm-hmm. I saw a ton of people being like, oh shit. Okay. Well, y'all convinced me. I guess I got to go see this Godzilla. <laughs> so they headed on out to the theater to watch it. And then this weekend, after last week, obviously it did the trick again. So it's really cool to see word of mouth and people just loving the movie, talking about how great it is, getting other people to give it a shot. And this has no dub. There's no dub. So everybody's out here watching it with subtitles. Yeah. And hey, listen, I um, I didn't get a chance to talk about the movie because you guys did the review. And um, I just was not expecting to love it so much. But yeah. I think this is the best human uh story in in one of these like you know monster kind of movies um i just thought the story was yeah as far as the real you know the human characters were incredible and i got people complaining about this godzilla versus kong trailer about oh it's not grounded and it's like i don't care about the human characters and they say all this without having seen Godzilla minus one. So it's like, <laughs> I mean, hey, if you're not going to yeah. support Godzilla versus Kong, then go support Godzilla minus, minus one. Because if you yeah. want a grounded human story, it's right there with like, a, a, you know, a soldier going to PTSD and, you know, kind of forced Survivor's to guilt. Yeah. Kind of forced to like, you know, live with people that he didn't know. And just, oh, and the ending. Woo. Like, I don't know, man, just 
I know yeah, so many people have posted like, well, uh, I didn't have crying watching a Godzilla movie on my bingo card for yeah, the year, but and, here we are. <laughs> and how many times have these movies wanted us to feel those emotions yeah. throughout the years? Like the first Godzilla, they won, they wanted you to have that emotion. And all these, you know, monster verse movies, they try. And na- nowadays it's like, ah, oh, fuck it. We're just going to yeah. go balls to the wall because clearly at that part it's not working. So but yeah, you know what? Kong yeah, the, and Zilla the, are the main characters. <laughs> the last time I felt so connected to the human characters in, in like a kaiju big thing movie was probably like Bumblebee. And then besides that, I can't really I can't really think about the last time I was so connected to like the human characters in a movie yeah. like Godzilla minus one. So I think it's very worth much worth the legs it's been having and yeah. the word of mouth has been great. And this is one, unlike Godzilla 2014, so that one, you know, most of the screen time goes to the humans, and you still Mm -hmm. don't really care about them. Like, they killed one human character that was interesting, Brian Cranston, in that movie. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They make a huge mistake and kill him off way too early in the movie. This movie shows Godzilla a lot. Like, they don't skimp on the Godzilla to Mm -hmm. give you the human story. Like, they coexist so good to where it's like, you get Godzilla a lot in the movie, but you also get a lot of time Mm -hmm. with these people to care about them. So, I'm excited. We talked about Boy and the Heron had um, IMAX screens. So did this. Obviously, so did Beyonce. So, Mm -hmm. we also got the news today that IMAX just hit $1 billion for the year. Ooh, and it's only woo. their third time in the history that IMAX has gotten I mean, a billion. The ops, man. The ops. <laughs> no, because those, those Oppenheimer, oh, them, them IMAX, they were crowded every <laughs> single time. And I think so. that's like... I think that's like the only movie this year where I'm like the entire screen is full and it was just so incredible watching it on IMAX. And it's it's crazy because you're talking about Oppenheimer, which is obviously what, the third, third biggest Mm -hmm. movie of the year. Mm -hmm. But the biggest movie of the year, Barbie, didn't even have an IMAX release, you know? So it it did in that little re-release, but you know, that didn't do nothing. But in its initial release, the biggest box office movie of the year didn't even release an IMAX at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Mm -hmm. it's wild that Oppenheimer and IMAX like carried each other. Everybody who went to see Oppenheimer knew and they knew the assignment and they went to the IMAX. (laughs) But also these screenings are showing up really well. Ooh, did you see that? one showing because it's opening in england at the same time pretty much or as aquaman and they put a side-by-side of godzilla minus one imax uh pre-sales versus aquaman imax pre-sales oh we gotta talk about aquaman later why was godzilla minus one almost full and aquaman was empty yeah yo i mean we are in a new era and i'm happy to see godzilla minus one though succeeding Mm -hmm. so good on him i love it absolutely agree 100 percent um okay number where we at number four talk about another tiny drop this weekend at number four we have (laughs) trolls (laughs) band together which made another 6.2 million dollars a mere 20.8 percent drop for the third trolls film so that brings this dreamworks animation up to 83 million domestic and 173.7 million worldwide Oh my gosh. I just <laughs> what I happened? did not like this Trolls 3. 
I don't like um, any of them, dude. I don't. I, mean, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get this franchise, even for little no. kids. I mean, I guess maybe for like small, small kids, but they put you know they they try to do the whole DreamWorks thing where they put in the more adult jokes. They just aren't good. I mean, obviously they're trying to get older people excited too. This whole movie selling premise was in mm-hmm. sync. Like that's what this movie seller was oh. like. Oh, in sync boy bands. Little kids don't care about that. They were trying to get us, and oh god, no! I y'all about to make us get a fourth one. What? What's going? Yeah, because look at these numbers: eighty-three million <laughs> domestic. Oh my like, god! I and I remember, know. like, we had to kind of be okay with the second one because mm. it was during the pandemic, and it was kind of helping, you know. Yep, studios yep. and movies stay alive so I was like alright we're not going to roast trolls right now mm-hmm. but now that we're back to this can we let the trolls go y'all make a TV series or something Stop. oh god I mean look it's not often that we're just straight up haters on here but <laughs> this trolls number is I don't understand nah, trolls gotta go I'm just I've never been I don't understand this mega trolls fan base out here yeah, I just I've never been a fan when it came to trolls. I'm all set. Oh, this is just here. one of those series. It's like ugh, I don't know. I don't know if it's worse than the minions, better, I'm not sure, but <laughs> oh my gosh. Um okay, and then lastly we got Wish. Yo, I knew it too, because you remember I'm sorry, I'm going back to that opening weekend because we didn't really talk because it opened with Saw, right? Or no, no, didn't that was, that was, oh, that that was, was Paw, Paw Patrol. Patrol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Paw Patrol. I was like, uh, Trolls opened up with uh, Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Almost and they both opened it. well. Like, see? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's part of the reason the Marvels was killed. So we didn't really get to Oof. talk about it. A big reason is they had to hard competition that next week. The Marvels immediately had Hunger Games still, like, teen girl audience right out from under them. Immediately. Mm-hmm. So, and then to have trolls also making thirty million, the competition that week after, right before Thanksgiving, was wild. We kept talking about it; it was crazy. Napoleon it's, even um, opened bigger than we thought. What What is hitting me is that now I feel like we used to be in a time where Marvel, you never really had to worry about competition the next week, the third week, but now I feel like they do have to look oh, at that. Yeah. And uh, initially, when you drop a Marvel movie, it's like, okay, here's Ragnarok. So what if Justice League comes out in like two weeks? Yeah, you know, I think Justice, I think Ragnarok, like, I think it only dropped like I don't know, it, it dropped really low when Justice yeah. League came out, and it's like, yeah, before you know, when you have these MCU movies, they can just come out, and everything else has to be worried. Now it's like. Well, Marvel, you should probably look at the next couple of weeks. Make sure you have an open <laughs> playing field, you know, before you just release. And, like, yeah, I don't know. They, uh, so, yeah, that's just like what happened. Yeah, they got a problem. And speaking of mm-hmm. the problem, we mentioned this one earlier. Yeah, yeah. At number five, we have Wish, which brought in $5.3 million this weekend. Only a 31% drop, so at least... At least it was that. But it dropped 490 theaters here Mm. in its third weekend of release. Mm. That brings the latest Disney Animation Studios film up to 49.4 million domestic and 105 million worldwide. Not the numbers Disney wanted for this. Yeah, I just, there's going to be a point when they just stop with these animations. 
and I stuff. Just, I just Elemental did really well. It had nice legs, but it it's legs. not looking like Wish is doing the same. You know, and I just I don't think any of these songs are going to be as cat like it's no. not going to be able to do what Encanto did. But even that mm-hmm. Encanto still performed much better than this while it was in theaters. Like it wasn't right, Frozen right. or Moana, you know, it wasn't their big movies, but it was still okay. Like this, it was performing much better than something like Wish. Mm-hmm. And then we all know what happened once it hit Disney Plus. I mean, Encanto just kicked it into another gear and kind of became a phenomenon. I don't think Wish has the songs to pull something like that off. Like, these songs are not as good as Encanto's music. So they're not going to be able to get, like, kids just going ham for this music and the soundtrack. I I don't know. I I just really don't know what to do for Disney right now. (laughs) Yeah, I don't Because they had a horrible year, too. And it's like... Horrible year. The first um, year, what? uh, That they did not have a billion-dollar movie in ages. Yeah, that is nuts. I mean, but then it's like... Damn. And they had a lot of opportunities, too. And it's like... I feel like in another time... Remember? Just remember, like, 20... Like, 2019. I mean, remember that year? It's like... Lion King and when did Aladdin come out? Like that year or the year before? I mean, they were they were Disney could wasn't missing at all. Like there was Toy Story four. Like that was only five years ago. Four or five years ago, Disney did not miss. Like they were dominating. Now they're they're like struggling. They don't know what to do. They can't get a hit to save their lives at this oh point. My God. Yeah, they're gonna have to like release Frozen Three or whatever that. And hell, that's I know? mean that's the that's the worst part is here they go Frozen Three. We're talking about Toy, Toy Story, Story Five 6. now. Mm-hmm. We're talking Incredibles about this. Let's get it. This. Oh my God! I'm like, yeah, what are we doing? Yeah. We're talking about Moana live action. We're talking yeah. about like it's all this and this and this. Like, oh, I'm doing God. a live action Lilo and Stitch too. Live action Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. Like, y'all get so mad at Disney for mm-hmm. being the nostalgia thing, mm-hmm. and this is why they see Wish come out and flop hard. They see all these other movies, these new properties. Good thing mm-hmm. Elemental. Thank God. You know, I didn't love love Elemental like that, but thank. God, Elemental had legs for an original yeah. property yeah. so that they could like see it. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> they needed oh, an original win badly at Disney. So I'm so glad that that movie had the legs it did because this wish, ooh, uh, I mean it's it's getting whopped by trolls. I mean trolls is whooping wishes booty right now. <laughs> so uh, you know something's got to give. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I'm glad to see. They're releasing those Pixar movies in theaters next year. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, That's I am. cool because they deserved it. Those movies, mm-hmm. especially like Turning Red was post-pandemic. It was like, bruh, what, why are we putting this on Disney Plus? <laughs> I know so many of us were so mad that Soul did not mm. even get a limited release into nope. theaters. Nope, I was heated. I was mad. So that's part of the problem is Disney kind of trained audiences like, look, our shit is wait for Disney Plus, and now people are like, "Oh, uh, you want us to go to the movies? Oh, ain't that coming to Disney Plus? Like, what's going on here?" Yeah. So, uh, any other stories? I guess from the well, I guess, top. I guess we gotta talk about number six. Beyonce last yeah, week Beyonce, Renaissance opened to number one. A um, y'all, if you were expecting Taylor numbers, Beehive, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, because I'm like, I'm low key, like, damn, Taylor Swift uh, and 
I the mean, whoop that ass. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's your girl, but I'm like, damn. I, I mean, I love. I was there. Me and Lena yeah, went last weekend. We were at the theater last week. Um, I bought the cut. Or no, I got the cut for free. Hey, uh, but I did buy the popcorn bucket. Uh, no. Beyonce, this Beyonce movie is playing much more like a normal concert movie, you know, yeah, like a good like, one. Like it's yeah, already making yeah. its way up the ranks of the concert records. Mm-hmm. So it's playing like a popular artist releasing a concert. That's the thing. I don't know what it is. I don't know what Taylor has put in the juice. I don't know. Uh, 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 what do I even say? But for whatever reason, that woman is just, it's undeniable. Like somebody was trying to be like, oh, she got uh, the person of the year. What do you think, Larry? I'm like, yeah, it's not, it's undeniable. Who the hell else are you going to give it to this year? I mean, Taylor was goddamn everywhere. She was inescapable in 2023. Oh my God. Like who else could have won that? So I don't know what she's got in the juice. That's got y'all on this chokehold with that Taylor Mm. Swift. But look, when it comes to artists right now, specifically, She's she's untouchable currently, and Beyonce Beyonce was like the next biggest music story of 2023, and as mm-hmm. you see, her concert film is nowhere near what Taylor's did. Now we'll say <clears throat> Beyonce directed her own. <laughs> she was the creative force behind her own, uh, but you know we can't have it all. We can't have it all, but. <laughs> But she had a hard drop this weekend. Poor B uh, dropped seventy-seven million. Now, what's going on? Do you think it's smart or not smart for Taylor Swift and now Beyonce to only release on the weekend? Uh I, I don't know what's the reason as to like not releasing. You know what I mean? Like you know, just let letting it stay out there. I'm not sure why it has to be. You know what I mean? Like it has to be yeah. one or the other. Uh, and it kind of so, sucks because you can't go on discount Tuesday. You know what I mean? Like they're keeping you from the cheap days. Like they're making your ass pay. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm not really understanding why it was like that in the first place. But I also wonder, do you mm-hmm. think they're hurting? Well, obviously Taylor wasn't, but I know they want to do it because they're doing these, you know, they're trying, they're not going through studios. That's the other cool thing about both Taylor and now Beyonce. They've kind of just mm-hmm. teamed up with AMC. Um, they teamed up with AMC, but I'm glad AMC wasn't like Petty and let Regal and all the rest of them show it too. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I agree. That, I, I mean, agree. that's great too. Cause even our small theater here that does like our film festivals and stuff, they're showing Beyonce right now and they show Taylor. Mm-hmm. But um, do you think it's weird or hurting them that they're not letting people use stuff like a list or, you know, the regal unlimited, like therefore they're, they're like, nah, you can't even use rewards. Like you can't even cash in your $5, $10 rewards you have with AMC to buy a ticket. It's probably stopping us some people, but I wonder how big that a list group is in the first place too because i know we have it and stuff i'm just glad that amc is letting me use it for some of these early access stuff now i know thank god because wednesday i got the iron claw me and alex gonna go see that you know and i'm so happy that 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 it wasn't like 25 dollars or whatever the hell remember that for like the batman oh my god that like tuesday imax thing it was like 25 dollars. absolutely horrible and you couldn't use your a-list i was we were heated Mad. Absolutely. <laughs> so and that's how I felt because Leo on the team, he doesn't love Taylor, but he's like, you know, he likes music. 
That's what mm-hmm. kept him from going to see that Taylor movie. Well, he couldn't use his A list. He was yeah. like, "If I could use my A list, I'd be, I'd give it a shot. I'd see what mm-hmm. she's got to give." Mm-hmm. And I went, I, you know, I'm, I'm, listen, oh shit, let me not get the Swifties after my ass, <laughs> but I'm a low key like hater. Uh, but maybe I would have seen it too. I don't know. Maybe you could mm-hmm. convince me if I just got to use the A list slot. Now, if you asking me to pay twenty dollars, no, I'm not. Yeah. Sorry, sorry yeah. but I'm not gonna be there. And I feel like even with Beyonce right now, I think there's a lot of people who aren't like big Beyonce fans, mm-hmm, but if they could mm-hmm. use their A-list or even their points, like if you were like, all right, well, I got like $10 in rewards. Let me take that off the ticket. Maybe they'll be like, let me give this Beyonce a shot, you know, but mm-hmm. as it is, she's saying, nah, bitch, pay $22. <laughs> yeah, And like- people are like, eh, well, I'm not a Beyonce fan like that. So I'll pass. Yeah, that's like nuts to me. I don't know. That's just like, that's don't you think you you for sure would more likely at least be to mm-hmm. go see the Beyonce if you could use your A list, right? Rather than having to pay rather than yeah, dollars. yeah, for sure. So <laughs> that's what I'm telling you. Because if 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 I claw would have been like twenty five, I'd be like, nah, man, I'm I can wait. <laughs> Look like I'm waiting for the release. <laughs> yeah, I just want to watch it before the voting. That my voting yeah. is a. Uh, Next, when is your voting? My voting is next I Saturday. Know. I haven't gotten an update. I was about to ask Leo about that because Ooh. I'm like, I have not heard about that voting. Yeah, my voting is next Saturday. Well, that's like that's the deadline. It's yeah. like you can send it in right now, but like the deadline yeah, yeah, yeah. is next Saturday. But I'm usually late as hell. Oop. Like, <laughs> waiting on that last second, man. Yeah, I'm usually <laughs> literally like the day of is when I submit mine. But um, I just wanted to get a few. I saw I'm trying to watch poor things this week. Before, um, and before. of course, it's LA and New York only, yeah. But like, at least this week coming up, like Thursday, it's like it's Boston. in two locations in Boston, yeah. It's like, I think it so should I'm go gonna, to Boston. I'm gonna have to drive, Lord. Ooh. But I mean, but we're talking about it. Here's another one where the number would be fine because we were talking about how Napoleon for the five day or whatever was like mm-hmm. neck and neck beating out Wish. Like what in the world? Yeah, yeah no. This long ass Napoleon movie, two hours and thirty eight minutes, is keeping pace with the Disney movie over Thanksgiving. Awful. That is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sorry, but that is horrible news for Disney. But just looking at this Napoleon, it's up to fifty three domestic, one hundred and seventy mm-hmm. worldwide. Which actually, uh, some of these overseas territories are going ham for this Napoleon. I'm like, oh shit. But the budget is huge. Like the bu- <laughs> Ridley Scott's <laughs> another one. Remember that? What was that? Oh, um, the last um, what's that movie he released with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck? The and- Last Duel or whatever. The Last Duel. You remember how hard that flopped with that huge oh, ass budget? Million. Oh, it was awful. Oh, not not the movie, but like that- it was like ten million. Yeah. And you know yeah, Napoleon has a $200 million budget? That is fucking insane. And I'm also <laughs> going to say it too. Like, that's a bomb. And it's also okay to say that Killers of a Flower Moon is also a bomb. I don't care if, like, oh, they, <laughs> they wasn't intended to, like, release it in theaters. I mean, listen, a $200 million movie is a $200 million movie. And that movie opened to, like, $20 million. Why are these <laughs> movies having these budgets? Insane. Killers, no. let's see. And killers right now, let's take a look because it's not great. It's I like think sixty six million domestic. I think. I think um, Napoleon has passed it already. Yeah, sixty six domestic worldwide. It's at one fifty five. So Napoleon has already passed 
Killers of the Flower Moon at the worldwide box office. They're both didn't even reach 70 million, probably won't oh, reach man. 70 million by the end. Y'all need to stop, man. Why why did Leo what, need to get like a hundred million dollars or something like that? Remember, like his his who's signing up for Apple TV to watch these two movies? It's crazy. And I'm I'm a as a huge fan of Apple TV Plus, that is crazy. But like Netflix, I mean, they wonder why it's only like these streaming services that's trying to keep these budgets to like Scorsese and Scorsese is always about let's preserve cinema. Ooh, chill with these budgets, man. <laughs> Two hundred million, like what the fuck? <laughs> fuck me. I mean, damn. And I'm watching the have, movie. It looks great, but like, shit. Not two hundred million dollars. Like, let's yeah, like, shit. Like, like, there's not even that. When you watch Killers, it's like, of course, it looks gorgeous. But you, mm-hmm. you kind of are like, where's two hundred million coming from? Leo only. Like, because you can't even say the cast, because who other than Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro on that cast are requiring a big salary? You know, Lily's great, but she's not known. So I know they didn't pay her ish. I know they gave Lily Gladstone pebbles, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like, so who? We got to pay the cinematographer probably some decent money. Where's this money going to? You shot on location. So, I don't know, dude. If 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 Nolan can can do Oppenheimer for a hundred, and we got Dune being made for like a hundred, um, then y'all need to nah. We need. To, I don't know why we paying. We giving Scorsese two hundred million dollars and Ridley Scott two hundred million after he just had a huge bomb. Ridley Scott Man. is coming off of a disastrous box office performance. With the and, last and, and Ridley Scott, y'all got a nerve to be upset about these MCU movies, but Lord have mercy. Low Why is these budgets two hundred million? Really, Scott has me fucking hollering on this goddamn press tour. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. is talking wild as hell out here. Yeah, like I don't know, man. People um, make me mad though with their double standards. But yeah, no, it's it's too much. Uh, Napoleon's doing his thing, I guess. Waitress, the musical, had like a really small opening this week, like just a few, oh, not too many things. Uh, it's that? like a fathom event, and it opened pretty well. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't talk about uh, the final big news of this weekend was Poor Things opened in nine theaters, which is a weird number. Usually it's like four. Usually they yeah, do that yeah, little four theaters. theaters. But it opened nine theaters, made $644,000 for a very good $71.5,000 platform release per theater average. Lord goes, he's back. Yeah, that's the third biggest per theater average of the year. So mm-hmm. uh, good job. Search... I will say Searchlight is one of the better like indie distribution. You know, they know how to they know how to do these platform releases better than most of these small mm-hmm. companies. So good on poor things. I'll be interested once that movie goes a little bit more wide, how people are gonna be feeling about that poor things. But I'm happy it opened pretty big. You didn't see it, did you? Yeah, I did. Oh Lord. I cannot wait to watch. I'm so I'm so pumped. But before we get off, though, I do want to talk about the tracking. We have not gotten a tracking Ooh. update in a while. Uh, one, so Wonka is looking like right now it's tracking 26 to 36, and eh, that's a little on brand, I think. Yeah, I feel like that feels about right. Like, what? I don't know. What do you expect from a Wonka movie? Wonka, yeah, I'm going to think about 30, about, about around that range. My yeah. surprise, one of my surprises. It opened overseas, is, though. I will say it opened overseas. It did, yeah, year. like 46 million. Really big. It opened big mm-hmm. in some of those countries. So I think overseas is going to play well. Yeah. Uh, and then we have my surprise to me is this 
anyone but you, given the, the, the marketing campaign for it is this big raunchy kind of marketing with Sidney Sweeney and Homeboy from Top Gun. I'm forgetting his name. Glenn but uh, it's only tracking one to three million. And I'm shocked. Oh. But, oh. Yeah, I'm shocked. What? I thought that was like, yeah, I thought that was at least like a 15 to 25. At least, at least 10. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm shocked that, that it's, it's that low. They gave I mean, us that the, Glenn Powell booty and everything. Yeah, the marketing has been like, come see the raunchiness and the Sydney Sweeney for the for the boys and and um Glenn Powell for the ladies. So I don't know. And then, yeah, we have to talk about the inevitable DCEU demise, the ending of the DCEU. Aquaman, we talked about it later. We said, you know, given how the first one did, the first one was also five years ago. And unlike unlike Spider-Verse, it didn't grow a massive fan base, you know, in that five-year span. It kind of grew. It kind of grew like people, kind of having a resentment against this universe in that span that it's been out of theaters, and now we have Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom tracking thirty-two to forty-two million, and uh, that's not good. That is because this horrible. budget is indeed probably over two hundred million dollars. And Actually, all all of these Christmas releases are kind of looking like flops. Like migration, we always give Illumination their props because they know how to, you know, Mario earlier this year, they know how mm-hmm. to open a movie. But this migration is looking like a flop, like straight up yeah, flop for lot, eleven yeah. million. The color yeah. purple is tracking around seven million right now. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. It seems Ferrari, seven to ten. three to seven. Man, this Christmas is just looking like a flop for the box it's office. Bleak. It's looking bleak. The Iron Led by Aquaman at 40 million tops. And the thing is, I feel like almost every superhero movie this year has underperformed expectation except Quantumania when it came to opening weekend. That's the only one that performed higher. All the rest of the superhero movies this year came in under tracking. So at this point, I wouldn't be shocked if Aquaman opened to like 25. With the, If they're tracking it in 35 to 40. Oh, that's true because the Marvels even was tracking like 60s. Yeah. And what did they call, open up to? The Marvels was like 50, 50? To, 51 or something. Yeah. yeah. Man, uh, even even the bigger ones like uh, Guardians, it underperformed what the tracking it has right up until its release. Yeah, I think Spider Verse like the other one is like yeah, yeah. That's I don't cool. think Spider Verse was tracking all that high, and then it did like it. It did like a nice little one twenty, which was great. So um, if tracking is saying forty, I'm like, oh shit, Aquaman, oh, you go, you bud to be thirty tops. <laughs> thirty million, yeah. Oh, the tracking has been giving superhero movies a boost. And people and- say people are trying to say like, okay, but the the first one didn't open up crazy, but it had the legs. But guys, I don't know, man. This is we're done. We are done. done. I think look, even Momoa and his chisel body cannot carry Aquaman yeah. this time. It's over. Yeah, we're done. We're uh, it's, it's, ooh. Oof. I mean, man, I'm glad that DC is taking that year long break. I feel like they yes, really they need it. They're not even dropping like the you know the Batman that's not even coming out like next year or anything like that. All their stuff is coming out in 2025. 
And I think that's just, it's what they needed to kind of yeah. start over. They should really come out of next Comic Con next year with a huge bang. Like this is our new universe, up. and this is like you know, you know what I mean. Like our new universe, our new heroes. Here's you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. something like that. They need it. Marvel has Deadpool three, and I think Deadpool three, like I said before, is going to be a nice band aid on the issue right now. Because uh, what's after Deadpool three? I think it's Captain America four, and yikes! So that's their only release next year, right? Is Deadpool yeah. three? So both yeah. studios, and that's why I'm saying, look, we better go to Comic Con next year. I know we got the wedding and all this, but those two <laughs> studios, the two major comic book movie studios, better show up and show out at San Diego Comic Con next year. They are both floundering right now. Uh, look, and I know people have been downplaying like Comic Con and these conventions and stuff. But look, last couple of years they've been kind of absent. They haven't really been doing their big things at Comic Cons like they used to. And uh, I think their fan bases are also like not as excited. They need to do something to get the nerds to get us all hyped again. So they mm-hmm. better come with it next summer at Comic Con. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. I agree. So wait, after he had just announced his brother. How long Ooh. until James Gunn announces his wife is super? She's coming. <laughs> Somebody's. They already did like they already did like these uh, these fake reports that she's been cast as like one of the reporters. Or <laughs> I said we were talking the other day on that damn show about basic blonde women. I said, oh, he about to put his wife. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy oh my god that's crazy. all right everyone with that being said that is it that's all we got here for this episode of the box office report show uh thank you guys for joining us i really appreciate it all you box office report show fans we're sorry we're back here you <laughs> thank know. you for hanging out with us yeah so, so so i think they uh we are gonna do our show coming up towards the end of the year sometime to talk about the entire year like we usually do uh, as far as box office goes. So stay tuned for that. And of course, a lot of the other year end shows are going to be coming on the way. Whoop, whoop. And um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. Larry, let them know they can follow you. Yeah, you can find me over on Twitter at ChiliBoyYT and Instagram and, of course, YouTube at ChiliBoyProductions. All right. And you can follow me on Twitter at ChiliMakin84. And you can follow the podcast, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ChiliMakin84. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Larry. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.